How do you know somebody's a false teacher? Because hmm. reality is, is there's a lot of false teachers yep. out there today. Yeah. And how, how can you identify them? Yeah, well, I, I guess I, well, yeah, I don't want to answer. I, I get in trouble for this if I answer the question, <laughs> so I better... I better, we'll just move on here. You're listening to Between the Lines. Answer. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to move on here. Chapter uh, four. It's your turn to read first, Dad. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get started. How many verses we got here? We got, uh, yeah, I like, think it's 31. Uh, it's a longer one. All right. So beginning in verse one, think of it this way. Because he's, he's already making this case that we are the children of Abraham by faith. And we we come we become God's children because of our faith. We're not just yeah. all God's children, but we're, and we're all born created in the God's image family. of God. That's true. But we are we are image bearers of the, of our Creator, but we are not children of God until we, no. And well, John one twelve said that we become the children of God when we receive Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So verse one, think of it this way: If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually own everything their father had. Even in the ancient world, there was like a trust that was left behind for them. They didn't have control over that inheritance. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Abba meaning the, that was the familiar way that children would refer Almost to their like daddy. fathers. A little bit like daddy, yes. But here's the thing. Let me just say this because I've been hearing this in some Christian circles whole idea of daddy god when people pray to like daddy uh, god don't do it's just weird it, yeah don't I, do I, that it right. weirds people out it weirds me out and i'm a pastor <laughs> i think yeah I, yeah i also want to show our respect and and jesus taught us to pray our father yeah. in heaven he did not say our abba in heaven yeah. this is just an illustration here it doesn't mean we're supposed to start calling him daddy I, <laughs> yeah no and i know we got some people that i love that are listening to this podcast that probably do that but uh yeah, please don't you think we do yeah oh, all right Anyway, verse seven. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, now they're going to do it on purpose yeah, right, right in front of us. Uh, now you're no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Before your Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to the so-called gods that do not even exist. So now you know God, or should I say now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? That's what legalism is. It is. So you've been delivered. You've been given this freedom. Why do you want to go back and enslave because yourself? Because we like being enslaved. Well, it, you it, know, because we're enslaved to sin. I was watching the other night, I was watching the Minions movie. Sounds really weird oh, to get a theology from the Minions. Th there's real theology at the beginning <laughs> there, of that movie. There really <laughs> is. Because the Minions just go around searching for a boss. Right. They're just searching to, for somebody to serve. Yeah. And that's, that's us. Yeah. Whether it's serving, you know, serving sin or serving our, it, if we're not serving God, we're going to find something else that's not going to be good for us to serve. That's right. All right. So now that you know, God, or I already read that verse, verse 10, seven, uh, isn't it? what's that? It's seven. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. yeah verse 10, 10, 10, verse 10. You are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. I fear for you. Perhaps all my hard work with you was for nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. 
for I have become like you, Gentiles, free from those laws. Let me just point out one thing, though. He does say, like, you're observing certain days or months or seasons or years. I've had some people say, like, this is why maybe you shouldn't celebrate birthdays or, you know, things like, you know, holidays, things like that. And that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is the first part of the verse, he says, you're trying to earn favor from with God by observing those Yeah, we do days. know that Paul continued to observe the Sabbath. Yeah. We know that he participated in the Jewish festivals. And I think those are all yeah. given to us as gifts. And observing my daughter's birthday, I'm not trying to earn favor with God. No. This is just a, a family thing that, you know, it's a blessing that we get to enjoy right. together. All right. So he says, you did not mistreat me when I first preached to you. Surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news. But even through, the, through my condition, though my condition tempted me to reject you to reject me, you did not despise me or turn away. We're not sure what Paul, Paul had this condition. He talks about, he's, he talks about this messenger of Satan that bothered him. And, uh, but we also know in another place, he says, look at with what big letters I am writing to you yep, with. Right. So there is some speculation and we have some early, very early Christian tradition. I think it comes from like the second, third century that said that he had an eye problem that caused that during the worst times it would ooze and yeah. it just, it looked hideous. Weepy eyes. So yeah. that's why he's saying you were tempted to reject me, even though yeah. you didn't. So, um, but even so uh, he said, no, you took me in and cared for me as though I was an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. Where's that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then? I'm sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible. So there's another uh, indication. Okay. Have I now become your enemy because I'm telling you the truth? Those yeah. false teachers are so eager to win your favor, but their intentions are not good. They're trying to shut you off from me so that you will pay attention only to them. Now, there is a, a sign of a false teacher. Yeah. And I've seen people even marry people like that. Yes. If you have somebody who is cutting you off from other family, from and your friends. church, yep. from friends, oh, man, that man. is not romantic. You're going to feel wanted by them. Oh, but they're so good to me. No. That is a false teacher, yeah. and they are trying to turn you from other people. That is, a, that is a sign of a false teacher. If someone is eager to do good things for you, that's all right, but let them do it all the time, not just when I'm with you. Oh, my dear children, I feel as though I'm going through labor pains for you again, and they will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. I wish I were with you right now so I could change my tone, um, but at this distance, I don't know how else to help you. Why don't you pick up in verse 21, Junior? Yeah. Tell me, you who want to live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freedom, freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai, where people received the law that enslaved them. And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman and she is our mother. As Isaiah said, rejoice, O childless woman, you who have never given birth, break into a shoutful joy, you who had never seen labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. So what Paul's doing here is he's, he's comparing Hagar and Sarah, that Sarah was the actual, the, the wife, his, the wife of his youth and the mother of the child of promise. And he's saying, it's almost like you're going back 
now to serve someone that was not really the one from God. Yeah. But you are now being persecuted by those who want to keep the law, just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, persecuted Isaac, the child born from the power of the Spirit. But what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. So dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, we are children of the free woman. In chapter 5, he kind of brings it to this whole close with uh, what it means to have freedom in Christ, and we'll see that tomorrow. But let's uh, let's get over to Proverbs. Yep, Proverbs chapter 23. Yeah, I'm going to look at a couple of verses here because they're related. And uh, the first, you know, beginning in, chapter, in verse 1, he says, When dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is before you. If you're a big eater, put a knife to your throat. And don't desire all the delicacies, deception, because deception may be involved. And what he's he's saying is that don't get taken in by this guy in in his supposed friendliness because there's something else behind it. But then it it fits also with verse 17 where where Solomon says, "Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord." So rather than envying or looking at people because they may be in a higher position or have more money, and I I, I loved it. I had a man tell me many many years ago. He said, "Scott, don't." look up at anybody. Don't look down at anybody. Look at everyone straight in the eye. Yeah. Remember that everybody is created out of the same stuff and we are all created in God's image. Learn from the people you need to learn from in a good way and reject those that are going to lead you astray. But our commitment and our loyalty is to Jesus Christ. We saw that in Galatians when Paul said, you you know, he had said that God doesn't have favorites. Yeah. He was willing to, Yeah. He was willing to go to somebody that he looked up to a lot yeah. and confront him. And it's still, and we still should look up to people. So that's not, you're not saying like, don't look don't up to people. Don't Because scripture admire. does tell us, I mean, uh, I just read um, the other day, you know, on my own time, just reading other parts of the Bible. And it said that, you know, show double honor yeah. to the elders right. of your church. But we're not to view ourselves as being below other people. Right. Like I'm not worthy. No, no. Right. We're to view them as being created after God's image and God's put them in our lives for a good reason. Yeah. Some is to learn some good things and others it may be to learn the negative example. That's right. So don't envy sinners, but uh, fear the Lord. Yep. International day of what? It is international (laughs) family history day. Mm. You know, you heard of Nate Bregazzi? Uh, yeah, oh, I love him. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's I hilarious. Saw I, yeah. Well, uh, Nicole and I, and then Erica and Scott um, went, and Denim and Maddie as well. We, we all went out to uh, Nate Pergazzi was yeah. in Chicago, and I like him because he's clean. Yeah, because all the clean, there's yeah. a lot of comedians out there. They're just so dirty. It's like you're just picking the low hanging fruit. Yeah, he has a but, lot of great funny stories growing yeah. up in his Christian home. In but fact. He, he has a good joke about family history. He's like, when do I go to the doctors? Like, they ask me for my family history. He's like we don't talk about this as a family. Like we're not sitting around at Thanksgiving dinner going, all right, so who's got diabetes this year, this year, (laughs) (laughs) he does it far better than I, but um, yeah, world family history day. I I, I don't know. Actually, I, it is kind of fun to look back at you. You did a little bit of research a while ago and found out that we've got some Jewish heritage and, and also that there's a famous Ziegler painter in our background. Yeah, Wilhelm Ziegler. And he's yeah. got something in, what was it, the Royal Museum in Great in, Britain or something? Uh, I think in London, yes. Oh, yeah. that's which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. We've got to go, I got to go check that out. Yeah. But I will say this, it is World Family History Day, but today is Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> and we pre-record, so, yeah, so I just I just I realized this. All, all of you all of you just realized you know it was well, they're not talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. We're going with, we're going with family history. Now. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! <laughs> I have a feeling too because it's Thanksgiving. A lot of you aren't even listening to this on Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> Some of you are listening to it the Friday you. after. Yeah, you're stuffed your face with turkey and <laughs> skipped out on scripture. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Be grateful. Happy. And we, and we are, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't speak for my dad, but I think it's safe to speak for my dad here that we are, my dad and I are very thankful to be yeah. pastors at the, at the bridge. Sure and then we have not all of our listeners are from the bridge, but for those who are from the bridge, we're just so thankful to be pastors of such a great con- congregation, mm. faithfully serve. I mean, this past year, we've mentioned this before, but you know, going through a, a giving campaign and telling people, no, just give half. I mean, just giving too much. And uh, I was telling somebody this actually today, just, I'm so thankful that I get to be at, at this yeah. church in our community. Absolutely. And if you're not part of the bridge, uh, shame on you. No, you should be part, <laughs> you should be part of a, a community, yes. though, a Christian God's community, because uh, God is coming for his church. And so you gotta be part of, you gotta be part of God's church, but happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for you. Thankful that you listen. Yeah. We appreciate you tuning in and we're very thankful that we get to read scripture with you. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. And for those of you that, that are listening to Thursdays on Friday, because it was Thanksgiving, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. That's right. God bless. <laughs>